You are listening to Passion Pod 44 with Georgia from Potage. So, Potage. Yes. Like my French accent. I love it. Um, tell me in a nutshell, what, how do you describe Potage to people? Potage. We are a healthy home delivery food business. Our goal is to make eating well easy. And I launched it just over two years ago now. And all our food is served in a little pot, hence the name, potage. Clever. Pot. like what you did there, babes. And it's all freshly prepared. The menu changes every day, every week. Um, and we are using all organic meat and eggs and dairy and then fresh vegetables from the local market. I mean, this is dangerous. It is only the afternoon, but I am already starving. <laughs> um, it sounds bloody delicious. So what if I go on your website, what, what sort of things can I order? So each day we have between six to nine pots. We have a raw pot, protein pot, top of the pots. Love it. Salad pot, uh, potluck. And then, you know, some are hot, some are cold. Everything's delivered cold for people to heat at a time that suits them. So, you know, it might be a macaroni cheese or a salmon and edamame and quinoa salad or our spinach and nutmeg soup is really popular. And then we also have sides. So we have fresh focaccia every day and side salads, cheese. Oh, and it's then, just making me want to eat it all now. <laughs> lots of cakes How are you not the size of 50 houses? <laughs> oh my God. What is your background? How did it start? How, where did it come from, the idea? After university, I went to go and work in marketing. And I'd been in this company for about two years. And I was feeling really miserable and at a real sort of loose end about what I was doing and where I was going. And I went for this long walk with my older brother through Hyde Park and we stopped at a little cafe to have a pot stew and sort of chunk of bread, a really simple meal. But it was so nourishing and sort of delicious and really made me feel a lot better. And we both kind of agreed how nice it would be to be able to order that kind of food to your office or home or wherever you are. And that, I guess, got me thinking about maybe that's the sort of thing I wanted to go into. While Had I was... you thought about foodie careers before then, or was it literally at that moment you sort of thought, oh? I think I've always wanted to work in food in some shape or form. While I was at university, I spent most of my time actually doing these side projects. In the first year, I organised with a group of friends a festival in memory of a friend, a sort of three-day music festival which was all um, to raise money for the ABC Trust in Brazil. And I really enjoyed the kind of project management Mm. and doing stuff like that. And then in my second year, Ernst & Young organised this incredible competition for students at university in England, where the idea is that you come up with a business idea and they'll give you £500 capital to invest and create a business and make as much money as possible for the Prince's Trust. Amazing. It was incredible. It's an amazing opportunity if you're at university to be able to do. And I put together a team of three other people and we created this art competition called State of the Art. And we ended up raising sort of just over £25,000 for the Prince's Trust. So much. It it was lots. Amazing. You're like, right, I can do this. Yeah, and I just, (laughs) I loved it. And I mean, I was kicked out of university because I failed an exam because I sort of totally put my studies to one side and I just... Got consumed by it. it. They were something I was never very good at. Whereas when I put my mind to these kind of mini little projects... I was so focused on them and became incredibly kind of obsessive about it. So I guess I always knew that if 
there was the opportunity to try and do something on my own, I was going to take it. I've grown up at home. I guess all my best memories are eating at home. And my parents both were always really strict about, you know, every meal being an occasion, whether it was kind of breakfast before school, we'd all sit down at a table and eat, you know, a boiled egg or something like that, or a Sunday lunch where lots of people came over. It was always sitting around a table and eating homemade food. And I think I take sort of so much pleasure from that. And I read a quote once that was saying, this actually really changed my thought of how success is about finding something you love, making a difference for the better, and um, we have to remember it now. I have to remember it. I haven't read it for so long. Finding something like, you love, creating something for the better, and having fun while you're doing it. It's great. Luke Thompson. Yeah, it's an, and it suddenly made me think. You know, I guess all through school and you know while you're growing up, success is always about coming top in your exams or all those kind of things. Whereas actually, this was a real moment where I realised that's not actually what it's about. And it's about you know you've got this life and you've got to kind of enjoy it and do something that makes you happy and feel good and I guess I have that now when I'm working I love it when it comes to going back to work I get really excited <laughs> your face just lights up <laughs> even talking about it yeah, oh awesome. you need to have that that could be the market for everyone starting <laughs> their own business my love so give me a potted weeny little potted history of mm-hmm. how potage grew then so you had this idea so when I you had chatting this to your idea. brother uh-huh. and then I spent a year they call it moonlighting where I was working in an office and in the evenings I'd go run home and write this business plan and I'd go to different shops and tell them I was working on a school project and needed their packaging to sort of get different examples of things and I would have supper clubs and test recipes. So just, all systems go? All like, systems yeah. go. I went completely crazy. I was like, this is how I'm going to do it. But and supporting yourself with the office job financially. Exactly. Right. And um, just before resigning, actually, I signed up to do the marathon because I sort of thought, if I can do that, then I can do anything. <laughs> I can take on the world. <laughs> I can do anything. And it was the most amazing kind of mental exercise because actually it's it's all in your mind, sort of telling yourself that you can do it and you can keep going and all the training and everything. And so I did that and I loved it. And then I resigned. Do you think that helped you prove to yourself that you could do it in that sense? I think it really did. I th- I'm not a long distance runner at all. And... Um, you can't say I, that anymore now you've done a marathon <laughs> I think I can I, I don't know how I did it but I just I, I don't even really run regularly at all but it's sort of a mindset and I think I so said to myself if you can do that then you really can do anything if you put your mind to something and you really want to do it you can do it you know it's hard work it's mm. not easy but it you know anyone could do it um, and after that I quit I resigned from my job and I got a part-time job at Recipes, Jamie Oliver's Recipes. Oh yeah, yeah. Because the one had opened up locally in Notting Hill and I thought that was a good place. Bit of spying. Bit of spying. (laughs) Or just to see, you know, they were just launching so it was really interesting to see the whole startup of a big shop and I think it's a great brand and sort of have a bit of an experience in that kind of Mm. um, shop. But I ended up sort of doing really long shifts and not being able to focus on what I really wanted to do. And I had this, my mum actually broke her ankle. And when I got the call, that was my sort of, right, I need to leave this. I sort of said to the manager, I've got to go. I need two weeks off to look after her. And 
actually my poor mum I didn't look after her at all I don't think I even made her a cup of tea <laughs> she's getting lots of dividends with the potage now she's like come on I'll have another one of those exactly. please <laughs> I I sort of I spent two weeks sort of locked in my room learning to build a website ordering sort of packaging right. and really thinking okay I've got two weeks I need to launch this at the end of two weeks and if I don't I'm going back to work on a shop floor so good motivation it was a really good motivation and I did I launched it after that I did my first delivery on the 1st of October in 2012 amazing and that was just you one man band that was me and at the time you know I was doing everything from designing the website and all self-taught all self-taught it's amazing because with the internet and everything that's available on it now everybody has access to do these things and learn you know learn how to build a website or you know find packaging from all sorts of places and it all started like that and I, I, I started it just by sending around this email to a few local friends every week saying you know this is this week's menu let me know if you'd like to order and it gradually grew like that So word of mouth. Word of mouth. And for the first year, I was totally on my own. And I, you know, I was delivering, cooking. Not sleeping. flying (laughs) around the place. And, I mean, looking back on it now, it was sort of really hard work. You know, I guess, you know, it's funny how when you look in hindsight, I could never have done that if I knew what was coming. Maybe that's the beauty of it, though, the fact that, that you don't. That is the beauty of it, yeah. And you're driven by the passion of it without the wanting pa- to sound cliche. And also, I, it was sort of the odd email from a customer just being like, I love what you're doing. That was absolutely delicious. And people who would start ordering two or three or four times a week. And it sort of felt so good that you'd created this tiny little thing and it was making a difference for the better to someone's life. And... I guess it's back to, you know, me growing up. It gives me such pleasure seeing people eat well and eating good food that, you know, has been freshly prepared um, and doesn't have a sort of week-long shelf life Mm. with all sorts in it. You're making it. It's amazing. (laughs) So from that place to where you are now, Mm -hmm. there's been a lot of changes because you're not by yourself anymore. I'm not by myself. It's really exciting. Last January, I had this real moment. I'd been doing a stall outside Books for Cooks on Portobello Road. And the chef that worked there was a girl called Clara. And I went in, in December last year, sort of probably looking sort of slightly like I was dead, this little ghost walking into the shop, and just said, do you know anybody who can come and help who's looking for a job? I, you know, I really, really need help. And she sort of casually said that she was... I'll never forget, she was making macaroni cheese and she said, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to stop working here so I could come and help for a few weeks in the beginning of next year. And that was a real sort of moment for me because to hear, and she was someone who, you know, I was always like, God, if you could get someone like that, it would be so great. She's amazing. And she, at Books for Cooks, um, it's this tiny little bookshop and the menu changes every day. There's three courses and you know when the food runs out it runs out and each day they pick a book and they cook three courses from that book what a great idea yeah great idea and she'd been there for four years and um very similar sort of feel though yeah exactly yeah and she she came on board on in january and we've just 
finished we're just starting our second year together and she is amazing brilliant. so much for those few weeks i know i know thank god <laughs> so that's freed you up a bit more to do it's focus on different me up stuff. a lot more and we've also got a team of really great delivery guys and um the website has been totally redone by this amazing guy called al so yeah we've got a team of almost sort of eight or nine people now God, which is just so amazing. It really is. And I guess I had a bit of a moment the other day where I realised I was actually the most replaceable person in the team because <laughs> everyone, everyone you hire or who comes to work with you is much better at doing what they do than you ever were. And that was a real struggle for me in the first year was, you know, you work so hard, you know, 15, 16 hour days and you're doing everything or you feel like you're doing everything badly because you can't focus on anything. Whereas now it's so great because you have people who are doing jobs which match their skills and they're doing a really great job and much better than I ever did. Do you find that the growth as well moves faster now that you've got that in place? Definitely. Because of that? Definitely. And that was something for me when I started it, I wanted... I was really adamant about building this foundation that was something that had grown slowly and organically. And I guess that's part of the reason why I started it on my own. It's stressful enough starting a business. I didn't want the kind of additional financial pressures. So I started it with a thousand pounds that I'd saved from working and basically would only hire people once I could afford to. And I mean, that was amazing because it means that I feel like just recently we've got to a place where we've I've got a website that I think is great, a chef who's just amazing and a delivery team. You know, we've got a team that are great and a product that is selling. I think it's amazing because actually the way that you've broken it down there makes it, you can see how it happens. Because mm. if I was listening to this and thinking I want to start a business and hearing you say that, you're like, well, that's all very well, how do I get there? But there's a very chartable journey that you've come on. Definitely. You know, going slow and steadily and working your absolute socks off. But it shows how doable it is. Exactly. Because your investment is purely from the basis of what you're you know, of what you're bringing in. It's, yeah, organic is it's such a cliche word, but it's true, isn't it? The growth of you, your company has been because of that. It really is. And I think another thing that I find really hard is managing people. I don't think I'm a natural manager or leader, but having, I think it's so important if you are going to be managing a team that you've done the job. So I know now when I'm managing the delivery guys or Clara or whoever it is, I've been there, I've done the work, so I can kind of, you kind of know where they're coming from. Yeah, and I you've got the experience. You've got the experience and um, you can, I guess, relate in a much better way. Tell me, so hardest bit and best bit? The hardest bit, I actually got glandular fever. You're joking. Which, no, which everyone actually always said, you know, I must have been having a lot of fun to get glandular fever, but... I didn't have time to have any fun. (laughs) There was really no fun to get glandular fever. It was literally just my body shutting down after the first year because I was so exhausted. And I remember there were sort of days where I would, you know, I would get up at six, work till two, then go to bed at two till five, then get up and then go to bed again at nine. And I... There was one particular day where my mum called me up and I just burst into tears and said I was so I was so tired and run down, but you can't take time off because I was at the time on my own. 
but somehow I you know I'm sure that's again that's the marathon training it's a mentality of you've got to be so strong-minded and just focus on getting better and it's amazing to have that because it's like a kick in the teeth at that time you know it's like oh my god please just someone throw me a freaking bone I'm trying to yeah (laughs) I'm doing everything I can (laughs) that was really miserable what's the brilliant bit what's been the best bit? bit what's the bit you've most enjoyed I think any email from people saying that they love what I'm doing you know make such a have such an impact and I think it's also just the team. It, you know, what whenever I see someone in the team sort of taking ownership or like, you know, talking about their work, it makes me so happy to see that. And I really enjoy working with these people and feeling like we're sort of working towards a goal, all working towards the same goal. And it's kind of a goal that we already believe in. What would be your one bit of advice if you had a bit of advice for someone who's thinking about starting it or who's... You know, what, what do you think the best sort of nugget that you've been given along the way be? Or few, I mean. <laughs> Enjoy it. And also, it's not how great you start, it's how great you end up. I read that recently and I think anyone who starts a business is probably the kind of person who is quite hard on themselves and, you know, it's really important to enjoy it. And also, everybody makes mistakes and it will get better and you will improve at what you're doing um so you know don't worry so much about it all you've been listening to passion pod 44 with georgia from potage